If you're trying to stay focused on getting work done and eating throughout the day is something you think about, have to decide, and you're not sure what to do, and you just wish an option was available where the right meal with all of the specifications you want be available to you, easy to make, under two minutes, well, luckily for you, Factor is available where you have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie. And you can enjoy over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons to help you make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? You can get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking up for something fast that's upscale option done very easily. It's flexible on your schedule where you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep necessary. They're 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup necessary. Head to factormeals.com slash sellingwithlove50 and use code sellingwithlove50 to get 50% off. That's code sellingwithlove50 at factormeals.com slash sellingwithlove50 and you'll get 50% off. Not bad. The way that you can deal with self-doubt is by getting out and actually sharing that you have those doubts because once you speak the fear, it doesn't have such a strong hold over you and you'll be able to genuinely connect with other people that will be able to walk you through that they also have self-doubt. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. I am here with Sarah Pendrick, who is the speaker, founder of Girl Talk Network, and a leader in women empowerment space. She's a serial entrepreneur and a TV host, where she is currently becoming an author for her first book, Coming Up, Beautifully Brave, An Unconventional Guide, and Permission Slip to Courageously Step into a New You and a New Life. She is a big advocate for self-love. She is a community influencer, a life coach, a writer, and empowerment speaker, and she has been featured on numerous publications such as the Huffington Post, Entrepreneur Magazine, Forbes, Business Rockstars, E! Entertainment, multiple podcasts, television, and more. She has a background in psychology and family therapy, and she's developed a famous women's event that benefits the custom empowerment program for young women. And she's here to talk to us about this latest concepts in her latest book, Beautifully Brave. Sarah, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Welcome to Superhumans at Work. Hello, Jason. Hello, everyone that's tuning in and listening. I'm so excited to be here today. Now, I'm so excited because you're bringing this book, Beautifully Brave. And what I find interesting is I looked into your backstory and you had a lot of challenges that seem to have been placed in front of you to kind of nurture your own braveness. So I wanted to start with your backstory and tell us what got you into this women's space so strongly. Yeah, so my life, I have had a big journey. When I was five years old, I was sexually assaulted. Growing up, I was the only woman in my family. So I was this bright, bold, brave woman, but my family didn't know how to handle that. So I was really 
I'm struggling with two sides of me, the side that wanted to be bright and brave in the world. And then this other side that cared about what people thought and had been going through things since I was five. And then later in life, I was actually sexually assaulted again. And so my whole journey has been just going through those ups and downs. Personal development is a key in my life. And that's what has brought me through anything that I've been through, anything that I've accomplished writing this book, anything that I do with my clients or audience. And because of the work that I do, I not only take responsibility in my life, but I am open to everything. I'm a completely open book and open mind. I've been able to rise above anything that's happened to me and learn how to live my life beautifully brave. That is amazing, Sarah. And you know, for men, I think we don't realize how much mantra could have been put in the minds for women growing up. That's very different than the things that come into play for men. I know you were talking about in your past, you had some caretakers. Every time you would be ambitious and trying something boldly, they would be like, oh, girls don't do that. Girls don't have opinions like that. This is how we're going to do things. So I'd love you to talk about how relevant is this mantras and these beliefs that are being focused on women, on what is expected of them and how it's been making a big demand and making sure that we correct that. And should it be corrected today? Yeah, I think it should be corrected today. I actually think that we are in a really amazing place that people are more open and they are more accepting. And I think that we as a generation now kind of have the responsibility to change the old ways the ways of, you know, women not being able to be bright and bold or being out there in a big way, or even for men or women, like you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. You should do this for both men or women. I think that our generation has a responsibility to really change that and be a part of the trajectory being different for both men and women, because men have certain standards and things that are placed on them as well. And I'm really excited. And for everyone that's listening and everyone that's in the chat, we have something really amazing. We all have a chance to change the world for the better and allow people to walk through life with less judgment and standards placed upon them. That's great. And yes, the shift seems to be happening, especially with literature, such as your book coming out, it's going to be a big support to that. What do you think is some of the things that we can do to actually support people? You talked about this need for perfection. Is that still something that holds us back a lot? And are there ways that we should be changing our expectations, especially as younger people are getting into their groove of wanting to build a skill for themselves? And perfection is always that thing that is demanded. Yes, it puts the, oh, everyone has this perfect life because they're showing all the amazing things that they're up to and they're not necessarily showing the challenges. So I think that that puts another pressure on both men and women and anyone to be like, oh, well, this is how this looks on Instagram. So that's how it's supposed to be. The thing that I love about what's happening today is that it shows that nothing is perfect. Everyone has challenges. And the more that we show that, the more that we're actually able to connect to people, to be more successful in our personal and professional life and make a difference. And there's so many people out there that are holding back a dream that's meant for them because they think it's supposed to look a certain way, but nothing looks exactly how you see it online. Hmm. And especially with this idea of self-doubt is probably one of the biggest barriers that get us to boldly, bravely try something new or to take a chance on something that really inspires us. How do we start dealing with this self-doubt and how much is it a barrier to the things we want to do in life? I think that it can be a really big barrier. It can genuinely stop people from going for their dreams. I'd love to hear if anyone in the chat, your experience with self-doubt, or maybe there's something that you want to do right now, or for anyone that's listening that you want to do right now, but you have those thoughts that come up, it's already out there, or can I really do this? Or it's going to be too hard. Or my mom and dad told me, does that really happen for people like us? So 
the way that you can deal with self-doubt is by getting out and actually sharing that you have those doubts because once you speak the fear, it doesn't have such a strong hold over you and you'll be able to genuinely connect with other people that will be able to walk you through that they also have self-doubt. There's this big, perfect lie out there that there's not self-doubt or people walk through life so easily. And I think that life is a beautiful, easy, and difficult experience. And the more that we're talking about things, the more that people can really start stepping into what their purpose is. Yeah. I know for both men and women, self-doubt can be such a paralyzing thing. Even if I look at the chat here, we have people like Angela that talk about starting their own business. And this is something I have my own self-doubts about. I know I remember when I started my first business at 21, which kind of ended in a bit more of a, I wouldn't say a disaster, but it definitely brought in a lot of insecurities. There was a lot of fundamentals that were not true in the way that I started the business. And that kind of left me with a scar. And I found myself wanting to stay within a realm of being an employee and starting my own business has always been a scary thing. So the self-doubt is a huge thing. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast, here we have some people in the live chat that are having interactions with us. And if ever you want to be a part of this group, just go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman, and you can be a part of these conversations with our authors. In your case, Sarah, what are some of the things I'm sure, I mean, I'm writing my first book right now, which is a journey of self-doubt. I wanted to hear about your progress with writing this book as well. How have these emotions been a part of that journey? And I want to make sure that people understand how normal it is for us to have these ideas, these fears and self-doubt. Can you walk us through the process of writing a book and how these emotions still come into play? Oh, well, Jason, congratulations on your first book. I will say that the book journey is definitely an example of self-doubt, stress, all the things that can come up. For me, I did have self-doubt in writing this book. And it's interesting. And I want to share this because I've never been so sure about something. I know that I was meant to write this book. I know in my soul and my heart what this book will do for people in their lives. But at the same time, I still had my own self-doubt where it doesn't come from the type of author that I could be or what this book's value is. It really comes from things that have happened to me, not only in my past. I absolutely love my parents, but they had a lot of self-doubt that carried over to me. And so when they said that something couldn't be done, I took that as, oh, I'm not good enough. They don't believe in me. But it was really that they didn't believe in themselves. So I think just the awareness of knowing where self-doubt comes from that's just something that's so supportive because then you can sit back and be like, all right, like, where is this really coming from? So anyone that's listening right now, if you have self-doubt, some people said moving to another state, starting a business, Jason, you talking about your book, like just take the time, take a minute to ask yourself, like, is this even real? Like, why am I, why am I even feeling this self-doubt? Where is it coming from? Cause then you can identify it and be like, all right, this is totally past stuff. This is not relevant, or this is really not even an issue rather than just hanging on to that self-doubt feeling and like not being able to shift out of it. Hey, everybody that listens to Superhumans at Work, know that all of these episodes are recorded with a live studio audience. Mindvalley members get a chance to join these sessions with the author themselves while we record these sessions. And at the end of every show, they actually get to participate in a Q&A session as well. If ever you're interested in joining Mindvalley All Access and become a member yourself, you'll get access to all the incredible courses from Mindvalley and so much more to be involved with Superhumans at Work, the Mindvalley podcast, and all the other incredible features when you become a member. We are disrupting the way that education works for the 21st century, and we want you to be a part of it. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman so you can learn more about this incredible offer, which will cost you less than $2 a day. That's mindvalley.com forward slash S-U-P-E-R 
H-U-M-A-N. It seems like we play a lot of time the roles of trying to please others, or we feel that we have to live up to the expectation of others. How much is that affecting us when it comes to actually choosing what we truly want to do? Because we're kind of trying to play a role that's been kind of forced on us and we accept to play. And how do we break out of that mold to do what we truly want? Yeah, so I can speak for myself. I was a huge people pleaser. And sometimes I'll come across that and just remind myself that I'm not living life for someone else. And a lot of the times when we're people pleasing, we're not actually really coming from a place of love. We're coming from a place of wanting to be liked. We're coming from a place of not wanting to cause conflict. We're coming from a place of like wanting to be safe. So if I say how I really feel about something and someone doesn't like it, then I'm not going to be safe. That is how I've gone through with people pleasing. And one day I just realized what am I doing? When I wanted to move to LA, everyone told me I was crazy. They're like, I went to school to get my master's. I had spent so much money. I just knew in my heart, like I felt sick to my stomach. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. So I moved to LA. There was not one person that agreed with me on that. And if I didn't move to LA just because I was listening to other people, just because I wanted to please my group of friends, my family, like where would I be today? Like, I do not want to wake up or at the end of my life or any time 10 years from now and be like, I didn't do what I wanted to do because I was scared of what other people thought. I think that is the worst feeling. And that's something that everyone can think about when they're stepping into something is like, you're not living your life for that person. You're living your life for yourself. And when you actually go for what you want and stop people pleasing, when you speak your mind, you're actually showing love to people because you're telling them the truth and they're able to move through the truth when you tell them that. And then when you do what you want to do, you end up being an example to so many people, even those people that told you like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Mm. You know, there's one thing I've always had an issue with, maybe you can help me, is that whenever you speak your truth, it seems like if I go out and not follow what other people expect of me and I choose a different path, it's almost like I'm supposed to be so sure of that new path because I've decided to put my stake in the ground and go a different path. And the self-doubt is supposed to disappear, yet it's always there anyways. So how can you be confident and secure in choosing your own path, but still realize that maybe you're supposed to have this doubt? How does that work? So I think just exactly what you said, trusting your intuition as much as you can. Like if you have an idea or something that you really want to do, like go for it. And if it doesn't work out, who cares? At least you went for it. And just also know that doubt's always going to come up. It's like, we're human. Like there's nothing that you're going to be able to do about that. You can make it easier. You can have a relationship with the self-doubt, but it's never going to completely disappear. There's not one person on this planet that has zero self-doubt, especially because we're evolving. We always want to evolve. Like Jason, like you're an amazing person. You're an amazing host. You're writing your first book. Like you're going to be doing another book. Another, who knows what you're going to be doing? And there's always going to become another level of self-doubt every time you step up. So self-doubt's never going to go away. It's just changing our relationship with it and being able to shift out of it faster rather than letting that self-doubt bring you down. I love it. Thank you, Sarah. And I kind of wanted to go more into a prescription direction here, which is, you know, if I want to nurture this self-love, I want to have more, you know, connection to my intuition. I want to be, you know, more self-aware. What are some of the techniques or strategies that I can apply to nurture this part of myself? 
the best thing to do is like, we have our mind always working, playing tricks on us, doing all the things, but there's a little voice inside that pops up. That's really quiet. That's mm -hmm, mm -hmm, or yes or no. And listen to that. And it's a great practice to just sit down with people and practice the yes or no answers. And then you'll get really good and it will be fun that when people ask you a question in life or, hey, what direction do you think we should go? Like, you'll just know the answer instantly. So if I understand this correctly, is while you're doing a conversation is that you ask very yes or no questions in a rapid succession and speak your truth as opposed to try to overthink it and try to please what the other expects. But now you have to be with someone you trust that is going to be okay with whatever answers you give, right? Yeah. And you can start it out with, do you want X for dinner? Like start out easy questions. So it's basically like you're training your mind and intuition. You're like training yourself to know like what's the answer from within that you really, really want. I love it. And I wanted to go back into more of a gender specific conversation. So I know you actually run the whole network around girl talk. I know there's a big focus on supporting women in the work that you do. Could you talk about some of the biggest differences you see between men and women when it comes to the work that you do in, you know, speaking our truth? Is there a major difference on how we can handle and address this both as men and as women? Yeah. So my work in particular has started off with women just because it's something that I needed in my life. I think that a lot of the things that people do are things that people are really passionate about. They once needed that in their life or they have walked through that. So it's interesting because I have a lot of friends that have supported a lot of amazing men in my life that have supported that girl talk and what I do really speaks to them. So I think that this work, personal development, everyone deals with all the things that we're talking about just in a different way. And everyone has different expectations and what I think is, like I said earlier, we have a joint mission. Our generation has a joint mission to just change those stereotypes and really come with compassion and stop putting expectations on the male-female gender and allowing people to just completely be themselves. Life would be a lot different. I mean, how many people are listening today? How many people are on this live? Like, if all of us just committed right here, like we would start a really, really big movement and start being leaders in our lives and our households and everything that we do. And we would make a really big difference if we really fought to stop different standards and stereotypes against genders. I love it. And I was going to end this with the fact that, you know, as we're recording this, or if you're listening to this, it's in 2021. We just went through a very interesting 2020. And I was going to ask you, in your case, do you feel like the recent events around the COVID and everything that's happened around quarantining and different tensions that have happened across the, the world, really, do you think it's been helping the message that you're bringing forward? Or do you see that it's creating more roadblocks? I think a lot of things are coming to the surface that needed to come to the surface. I think now more than ever, people are at home and being confronted with things that they may have been avoiding. And I believe that things needed to happen the way that they are for it to end up being a better world that we live in. I absolutely love it. Sarah, thank you so much for your time and sharing this message with everyone. As a quick recap, you know, we really went into the story that, you know, especially for women, it's been a bit of a harder journey, given that there are pre-existing notions and pre-existing messages that get shared to women that doesn't empower them to be able to speak their truth and really go out in the world and be brave. Luckily, we're seeing that major changes are happening. We're seeing movements such as the Girl Talk Network that Sarah has led has created a big change in the conversations that happen so that there can be more equality and more opportunity for both men and women. As we're trying to become beautifully brave, as we want to step into our truth, you have to realize that sometimes you have to let go of that people-pleasing side of yourself. 
as Sarah explained, that some of us also always have that people-pleasing space, but we have to see what is our truest truth and how you can step into that. Because when you go that direction, you'll see that you'll be in a better alignment and a better position to save the world. Self-doubt, fear, regret, and guilt are going to be part of your journey. You can make friends with them. Realize that everybody has them. What you see on Instagram is not the reality for your 24-hour cycles. And even if you're achieving great things and the people you look up to, they also have these self-doubt moments. So be okay with this and realize that being brave is going to be continuing on that path, knowing that these things exist. Keep speaking your truth. If you want to get in touch with your intuition, you can do the exercise that was suggested by Sarah, which is go out to dinner or have a meeting with someone, ask yourself questions and listen to that inner voice that Sarah speaks about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And see how you can speak the truth whenever you see your intuition telling you the answer. And the more that you trust your answer, the more you'll have this guidance system supporting you through your journey in life. Make sure you pick up Beautifully Brave, an unconventional guide to owning your worth, cultivating self-love, and standing in your power. Amazing first book by Sarah Pendrick. It was an amazing conversation. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, Jason, thank you so much for having me. You're amazing. This has been so much fun. Once again, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Superhumans at Work. I'm very grateful for all of you who tune in on a regular basis, listening to these amazing interviews with these guests that I get to find. Now, if you're subscribed to the show, definitely leave us a review if you can and share it with friends so that we can spread the message and get more people to be able to learn of these fantastic ideas that they can bring in their everyday life. And these episodes, of course, are brought to you by Mindvalley. When you go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman, you get to discover the transformational education that we get to deliver where we bring the best technology, the best teachers, and ensure that it teaches you what leads to a truly incredible life. Thanks again for tuning in and watching the show. And until next time, stay superhuman. My name is Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Valley podcast. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.